If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com/audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com/audio. That's carshield.com/audio. Hello, welcome back to the Flurry Sports Podcast. I am Zach Bruner. With me, as always, is Jake Osman. How's it going, Jake? It's going good, Zach. Feeling it in the air? Can you smell it? Can you smell it, Zach? Is is it the Rock's home cooking? What are you? What are you referencing? <laughs> I'm smelling a Lions playoff run. It's I mean, in the air. It Everyone of it. thinks they're good. Everyone thinks they're good. That's what I'm Oops. smelling. Come up. Oh, are, are, oh, are the Lions good at football? Sorry about it. Who, who, who could have predicted that? Except for 20, uh, 2021 Zach Bruder when the Lions were terrible. But I still said it. And I still believe it. I made myself mad today, Zach. Can I tell you how I made myself mad? Did you doubt Dan Campbell for a brief second until you woke up from consciousness? No. I was thinking about our predictions for the year. And do you remember what our most fun prediction was? We were both like, that is the matchup we want to see in the playoffs, but it's never going to happen. It's a pipe dream. It would be Lions and was it an NFC team or was it a Super Bowl matchup? No, it was an NFC team. Oh, Lions-Rams? And we were like, (laughs) we were like, it's just never going to happen. And if I told you one of these teams was going to shit the bed, I'm pissed (laughs) it's the Rams. We had it. The Lions held up their end of the bargain. I lost my Mm -hmm. mind today because I was like, they did everything right. I was like, we deserve that matchup. There's a few things I want to say here because I'll start with this. The Lions are going down a dark path and they need to just make sure they are focused and their mind is right here because I'm hearing too much. We have our quarterback of the future. Oh, yeah. Dark times. Dark times for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Knock it off. Stay focused. Forget everything you've seen of Jared Goff this year. Do not extend him. You have a probably a top three pick from the Rams. Trade it for a quarterback or draft a quarterback. Don't feel like you're comfortable at quarterback. Do not do that. Like we please don't send Dan Campbell down the wrong path here. He needs a quarterback. It's not Jared Goff. I promise you it's not Jared Goff. Like, don't do that. Part two, Lions fans, you need to stay focused here and cut the shit. You're getting a little bit too big for your britches. I've seen multiple uh, Lions places on the internet share this today, comparing Jared Goff's first two years with the Lions, uh, his stats, to Matthew Stafford's first two years with the Lions. And tell me how that makes sense, because that means his first two years in the NFL. He was a rookie in second year, and they're like, look at his record, look at his stats, 
Jared Goff's are better. Knock it off. Cut it out. At best, Jared Goff is Ryan Tannehill. Don't fool yourself. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. He is fine. It's a fine fix. We've said this from the get-go, though, and it is kind of awesome. Dan Campbell, like all good characters, has a very noticeable, very distinct weakness. That weakness, too loyal. (laughs) I do kind of love that Like the bear trap laying at the feet of Dan Campbell is getting too committed to a guy. Mm -hmm. It's like, don't do it, Dan. Draft new people. Yeah, <laughs> he's he's totally going to forfeit draft picks because he's going to be like, we just don't have a spot for him. Like, I feel like we got 50 of our 53 already tied up. That and not this year. This year's fine yet. But I could see them keeping Williams when health is not an issue in the running back rotation longer than mm-hmm. he has to slash like not giving Swift the carries he needs. Well, even this past week, they've said DeAndre Swift is all the way back now. And not only did they split Swift and Williams equally, Jake, they also split it three ways equally with Justin Jackson. Justin Jackson doesn't need to be in this conversation. Justin Jackson is only here because, for some reason, Anthony Lynn was on your team last year and he had that connection there. Justin Jackson's fine. He scored a touchdown this past week. He helped you defeat the Vikings. Congratulations. But let's... (laughs) <laughs> let's, let's cut it out. It doesn't need to be all fair. Play your best players. Dan Campbell for sure believes in getting his guys a certain number of touches. Yeah. <laughs> Dan Campbell's a middle school coach. For sure. For sure. Like, and it's working. And, and I'm, I'm happy up. for him. Yeah. But he also did this, though, Jake. Like, Justin Jackson scored. I'm like, ugh. But then he got Panay Sewell on the move. He put Panesul in motion, and then Panesul went and made a terrific grab to ice the game, and then Dan Campbell, after the game, said, if he loses a little bit of weight, he's a Hall of Fame tight end, and Dan Campbell knows Hall of Fame tight ends. Dan Campbell is a Hall of Fame tight end, according to me, and Panesul could do it all. Panesul might be my favorite NFL player, for people who don't know, but if Dan Campbell's just going to feed Sewell the ball at this point, like next week he might get a carry. The Lions will go on a Super Bowl run. I need this to happen. Let that big ooze carry the rock into the end zone. That's the only person I want to see vulture touchdowns from either Jamal Williams or DeAndre Swift. By the way, this is a story that only Zach is going to get it first, but stick with me because I think you'll find it funny. My my girlfriend this weekend was telling me about uh, a friend of hers brother and was like, you might have known him. I think he played football at the same time as you. And I was like, I don't recognize the name. I don't really recognize him. Where did he play? And she was like, well, he said he won a couple state championships while you were playing. And I was like, fucking Glenwood City. And she was like, yes, it was Glenwood. Wow. And and I go, wow, I, never, I wouldn't have ever recognized him unless he was pulling to the side of me. It's the only way I would have. <laughs> I've never seen him straight yes. on. I've only seen him when it was too late, you know, usually That's pulling true. with That's another true. guy right behind him. That's all they do. It does not matter the down Super the flood. distance. Yeah. That's it can be a pass play. We're pulling them motherfuckers. I was up gonna front. say I've seen them do it on a Hail Mary, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. They just they they live for ear holding defensive linemen and making us look silly. 
Well, I hate Glenwood City, and here's why. They do that double, <laughs> that stupid double pull. So I've seen him trap lock a middle linebacker. That's not supposed to happen. We got froze up a little bit, but in case it's me, I'm going to keep talking. Zach, welcome back. Hey, Jake. Uh, you're frozen on my screen, and it's my fault, but I'm back. I'm here. All was, I, all I got, I ear, people- got earholed by some Glenwood hilltopper. <laughs> Dude, when they least expect it. All I told the people at home is it's the only team I've ever seen also trap block me and then the middle linebacker behind me on the same play because the guy behind (laughs) him came and picked him up. Double trap. We were both on our ass. I know. I know. It's it's unfortunate to say the least. And before we get further into this conversation about high school football, Jake, uh, something happened this past week, and it kind of – you know, what is time? Time's a flat circle, as Luke Reimer continues to say on Lombardi Sweep, another show of ours. <laughs> that um, bothers me when he says it, by the way. Every time every time he says yeah. that, I'm like, it's fucking not, man. I don't really. It is. Uh, you say that, Jake, but Jake, there's only a few moments of our podcasting history, which spans. Um, I mean, before Alex, uh, uh, what's it, Smith? <laughs> destroyed his leg uh most basic last name ever almost an alex williams who's alex williams um but uh only a few things that we are super super known for and one of that is being nominated for an award Mm. and finding out way too late uh back in the day uh we were nominated for the podcast awards it was the best in sport category the nomination was made by someone we were up for a long time and then there was like three or four days left in the voting we found out we're like oh shit we try to win this thing and uh time's a flat circle jake because it 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 happened again uh i'm not sure who nominated us for volume one best podcast in uh the chippewa valley if it was you listening uh let me know i would love to know who nominated us but no one told me that, that we were nominated for an award i went to go vote for it's I'm like, oh, I wonder what podcasts are in the Chippewa Valley. It's like Flurry Sports Podcast. I'm like, oh, shit. Uh, let's try to win this. So we tell you this. We were nominated for Best Podcast Award by Volume 1. You cannot go vote for it because the voting is closed. Uh, if you did vote, you. And we might win an award. I have no idea, Jake. But we tried. We got some votes like in the final few days. I I think so, too. I Took the opportunity to let people know I do a podcast, which I think was always good. That mm-hmm. was my favorite comments on my post was, you do a fucking podcast? I was like, welcome to the club. <laughs> yeah. Now vote for this award. Don't listen, yeah. just vote. Uh, yeah. Trust us. <laughs> I will say, if it was you and for listening, it's the end of the year. It's a good time to say it. Thanks for listening. It's a fun time. Hey, and yeah. you know what? Even if we don't win, best in the valley. That's that's what I think. And mm-hmm. well, we're at it. Zach Bruner nominated for social media presence. Who, again, who knew? Because not me. Someone tell me. Let me know what I'm nominated for an award, please. Company uh, Fleury Sports was nominated for social media presence as an entity. You were nominated as a personality. It must have been my... Uh, Zach Wilson MILF tweet this past week. It was a real banger. Uh, people liked it. That that must have been it. I'm not sure. Uh, but yeah, I'm not. 
I don't know. Again, if you voted, uh, the best way to tell us is to leave a five-star review on iTunes or Spotify and let us know you nominated us for the award. And if you didn't nominate us for the award, leave a five-star review saying what award we should receive. Who knows? It could be anything. It could be a Michelin star. That's true. By the way, 2023, I'm calling it now. There's this guy named Bob Bozold. <laughs> if you've never <laughs> heard of him, he's got the best voice I've ever heard in my life. So good yeah. that Volume 1 made up an award for him. That's my favorite. There's like an award <laughs> yeah. that's like smoothest radio voice. And I was like, wonder who's going to win that every year. Uh-huh. Next year, 2023, set your clocks. I want these people nominated. Pete Osmond from the Flaming Ketchup Podcast. I want yeah. Emily Osmond nominated. Uh, and then, of course, from the I Don't Think So podcast. And then we're going to have to get him on air because I want the silky smooth voice of Daniel Shuby <laughs> nominated mm-hmm. for the award. That's who I want. Only one man can take down Bob, and it's Dan. <laughs> yeah, you you want them nominated for the silky smooth radio voice? <laughs> yeah, I want Dan to go yay, yay, yay. like I want him to make all his noises and I want him to win that award. But I mean, it has to. He has to. If not, if not him, then who? We he's the hero that we need and deserve. Take down Bob Bosold. He has been dominating Volume One awards for too long. Damn it! That's, oh, that's true. But, yeah, thank you again to those who nominated us. And, Zach, I think a thank you is in order to one person in particular. Do you know who I'm talking about? I'm still thinking about Dan Campbell, so you'll have to let me know. Oh, Zach, I am thinking of the NFL. Oh, But I'm thinking of the Tennessee Titans. The Tennessee Titans deserve a thank you for – never letting me guess their games correctly this was i I predict (laughs) games every week and i checked i've not predicted a tennessee titans game correctly all year i am (laughs) over 14 on the tennessee titans they zig when i think they're gonna zag it's ridiculous they and because of that might be my favorite team to watch this year hey Hey, I, I'll give you one guaranteed one. Not this week, but next week they play the Texans. They're going to win it. Derrick Henry is going to rush for 200. He's going to have at least two touchdowns. But before and after that, I can't tell you. But yeah, I, I don't know. They've lost three in a row, which I thought is impossible from a Mike Vrabel coached team. I thought he would like just start beating his players before that happened. I know. They're on a skid. <laughs> Look at that. The Dolphins are human. Like a lot of teams are kind of just lost in the mud right now. We don't, I'm not skipping over that. Tua sucks. We need to remind ourselves of that. He is fucking terrible at football. Like, if, and I love that he did it on Sunday night football. You do your best performance when the primetime lights are on, when the whole country's watching you. That's when people. Uh, really carve out what their narrative is, what their brand is. And Tua came to play. He was absolutely fucking horrendous at football. And I, I love that everyone saw it. And Justin Herbert, by the way, did Justin Herbert things. He looked very good to the point that Emmanuel Acho kept tweeting like during the game, like, uh, oh, see, he did another social media throw when people lose their minds. Like, no, that was just a good throw. 
Not that you know anything about it. It's so stupid. I hate that dude. Fuck Acho. He found his cowherd take. I I don't know. He wants people to get mad about that. That's his he that's does. his stance on that one. Yeah. I know. I here's my thing. And I know you've got an opinion you want to share about the Dan Lebertard show. So here's your segue. Because they lost their minds about and Dolphins fans in general, because they're huge Tua believers, so much so that this week I've heard way too much shit thrown at Mike Daniels. It's like, don't blame Tua. They were poorly coached. Go fuck mm. yourself. <laughs> Chargers yeah. coach is constantly in the two-minute drill. He can't figure out how to punt the ball. It's not a coaching thing. He sucks. And Mike, mm-hmm. by the way, he's good. Mike McDaniels is good. I think so. Like, I, I think some people are saying, like, people are adjusting to them, and he's going to have to readjust now. That's true, right? Like, of course, that's true. Yeah. That's just whatever. But – I think he's proven he's not like, I mean, he's not Urban Meyer. <laughs> like, I don't, I don't know. That's kind of my baseline now. Like, is he Urban Meyer? No. Okay. Then they got a coach. Um, is he Nathaniel Hackett? No. Okay. So they w- didn't have the worst coaching hire of the offseason. I led him into my steakhouse. Probably. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I it does have a dance him to floor. my daughter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I think he's fine. Um, to assess like uh, i don't know you have tyree kill figure it out that's that's where my point is but uh lebertard show also had a take i believe it was today it had to have been today's monday um there's been a lot of injuries in the nfl this year and this past week there's a lot of injuries obviously we're recording this monday night uh kyler murray got carted off the field plays into the damn game so it looks like his year might be over boohoo uh, Colt McCoy fucking took over, dude. <laughs> like, and guess what? They're winning. Oh, <laughs> weird. Uh, but uh, Lebetard's whole point was injuries are higher because it's an 18 week season. Oh, Dan, man. it's week 14. <laughs> What's your point? <laughs> like, what? Do you, you don't get to complain about 18 weeks until it's week 18. At that point, complain about every injury. That's fine. <laughs> But you do not get to complain about 18 weeks in week 14. You don't can't do it. I'm not going to lie. That went right over my head because I, I remember it now. But that was said right after Stu Gotts revealed that he bet both on Army and Navy in the Army-Navy <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. game. And I wanted to win and so, uh, outright. And I, I stopped paying attention. You know, got to support Patriotic. the armed forces. Yeah. yeah. By the way, Stu, Stu Gotts is my favorite sports personality right now. It's unbelievable. If you, if you haven't listened to his soccer rant from after yeah. the U.S. one, you, you've got to go listen to it. Move the boats is my favorite thing to yell <laughs> now, period. You win a game, you get to change U.S. political strategy. But I will say about that take, and it's what I don't necessarily get about like sports media in general, I don't get hand-wringing about NFL injuries while covering the NFL. Like, I don't understand. Mm -hmm. And here's what I mean by it. Does it suck? Absolutely. I don't want people to get hurt. But, like, I don't like the moral questions of, like, the danger of the sport. Like, we know, man. Like, it's like, putting at this point, it's like telling a smoker how, do you know how bad that is for you? Yeah, fucking man. I went through dare. I Like, I've read the back. (laughs) 
I know what it is. Like, and I get it. Like, I'm, I'm not saying that that – I'm not saying shut up and dribble. I'm not saying, like, it's fine. Ryan Shazier had it coming. Like, no. Like, I, it's too dangerous. I think that's a fair point. But I just think, like, the mix of, like, football's great and we love it with, ooh, they got to do something about – all of these extra injuries, it's like, we don't care. Stop pretending like you care if you don't care. That's like where I'm at on it. That, that and it just doesn't, watching football doesn't a, a moral thing. Like, it doesn't need to be like, you don't need to question your morality if you cheer for football or love football or something like that. I don't think it can be. Yeah, like, it's a pretty immoral league. Like, I like we do that on this <laughs> no, show. Like, no, think- no, 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 no. Raj <laughs> has got the boys doing what needs to be done i think the only way to watch the nfl is by calling out like that's pretty fucked up and then just being like but we know that like i like i don't know it's the people who are like (laughs) and and lebitard i will at least say covers a lot of the heavier issues that people don't even discuss but i've heard like Mm -hmm. people on espn being like oh they got to do something about these concussion protocols by the way, Tyreek Hill, super fast. Let's <laughs> let's not talk about what he's <laughs> yeah. done in the past. Or it's like, isn't it fun to see Deshaun Watson back on the field? I got an answer for that one. No, it's not very fun. It's actually no. pretty, pretty hard to watch every time I turn it on. Um, or, and, and I'm not going to lie, he's my line in the sand right now. I don't think I can watch Deshaun Watson. Not saying fine. like, I don't know if I'm like pick at the games. Like I obviously think he shouldn't be playing. But just for me, I'm just like, man, I feel gr- – I just don't want to think about it. It, it. it doesn't make football fun for me, so I'm just not going to watch his games, I think. Um, if you do watch his games, though, at least lately, and I bet they're going to switch this now, but they are, keep showing signs in the stands, and, of course, they're very anti-Deshaun Watson. I saw – I mean, there's multiple, like, no means no signs. There yeah. were, like, towel signs. There Which were, is good. Like, it's funny. Yeah. It's great. It's great. Like, yeah. Like, if it should be, we should up it. You need a sign. It needs to be like wrestling. Like, you need to have a good sign. Gonna show your side. That's what it should be. And uh, some fans, like, I don't think, I think it was in Cincinnati this past weekend. So he wasn't at home. But, you know, uh, I, I get not wanting to watch something like that. Like, obviously, that that's an off the field issue that, obviously is now on the field but being upset about things happening on the field obviously it's a dangerous game people talk about injuries are a part of football uh should that be the case i don't know but obviously the sport inherently is violent and fast and i think the league has made a lot of good changes in terms of not affecting the game while also improving injury risk and uh balancing that like at this point now Players know, like you said, it's like telling a smoker, you know, do you know if that's dangerous? Players know the risk involved now. Uh, They're compensated for that risk. And there are other things now, like the league has made a lot of changes that you don't see that have Mm -hmm. protected players, like including like the lead up, like the ramp up time in the offseason. So you're not going zero to 100, except for if you're in Detroit. Uh, where they were hitting immediately and they keep doing tackling drills all year long. But Detroit are getting injured. So we also need to talk about the lines a little bit here. Because Dan Campbell said, like, 
we, you need to know how to get hit. Your body needs to be adjusted to getting hit and hitting people. And the lines have been fairly healthy. So I think Dan Campbell, I, th- I think we need to go back to hitting nonstop. But, um, yeah, the people complain, complaining about injuries, the only thing I will accept, and obviously I'm the judge here, and so I, I will let you know if I accept your argument. The only thing I'll accept is I really hate turf fields. I've always hated oh, turf fields. For and we sure. need to get rid of turf fields. Have to. Turf fields got to go. Read stories about like high school kids getting blinded by turf. It's like ridiculously bad for you. Um, yeah. I'm yeah, all in yeah. on getting rid of it. I think getting rid of it like below the professional level is a must. Like, I think they should be legally obligated to get rid of it. Like, um, and, and I'm so glad you said that. Football, by the way, not even the worst sport for it. Like, soccer no, no. is terrible for turf because you don't even right. have, like, football, you've got, like, a mask kind of <laughs> that gets in the way. But, like, soccer, lacrosse, all those, like, open field ones where you're just sliding and stuff, like, it, it's – awful but it's it's really bad in football and that's not even including like just like the heat it generates how bad it is for your legs and joints uh Mm. it's it's bad man it's just concrete you're just playing on concrete with beads that are poisonous to you in between yeah there's absolutely no give and then you can get caught in it which obviously if your body is moving 20 miles an hour and all of a sudden your cleat is caught in it what's going to happen to everything in between your hip and your foot. Like it's going to get twisted and that's when things get destroyed. There's also fields like Detroit where it's like a stitched turf. So there's yeah. like actual seams in the middle of the fucking <laughs> turf, which uh, you can get caught on even more. Like it's, it's bad news. And like, even like I will accept the argument from like soccer teams being like, we need to have turf to maintain it, blah, 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 which I still think is bad. And most soccer teams, at least pro teams, will not play on turf. They refuse. Correct. Football generates so much money where you can't even, like, argue it. Like, just do it. It is a money thing. That's the only reason why it's turf, because it doesn't need to be maintained as much. But football generates so much money at every single level where, like, it'll fund the maintenance needed. It just will. Just figure it out. And there's so that the past... 10-ish years, maybe less than that. Like, the theme for high schools is to switch to turf fields, like you said. And that's ongoing. Like, there's so many turf fields now in high school, and it's going to destroy some kids. Oh, my. It makes me so mad when I hear of fields being changed to it. And I get it's a money thing. But it's like, it's a known, like, that's going to fuck some kids up. I will say... I will only hear one defense for turf fields. St- uh, stitched turf field has given me top five sports moment of my whole life. Do you know what I'm talking about? No, I don't think so. The Wisconsin Badgers are playing <laughs> the Ohio State oh, Buckeyes yeah, yeah. <laughs> in the Big Ten Championship game, and one of what our linemen's that. big old legs tears a hole in the turf itself. His leg is under the grass, and it's one of the best moments of my whole life. We got a guy coming out with a bucket of beads. We're trying, <laughs> we're trying to fix the field for about 10 minutes. It's killing our momentum. 
but just the mm-hmm. moment of just like how does the the field exploded? It was incredible. Yeah, it, it was. I don't know how it happened, but that was a good moment. You're right. So maybe uh, we put that on the pros side of the list, and we'll, we'll keep Brady. But that is a good one. Um. Okay. By the way, because we're nominated for that award, there might be some like new listeners. Welcome. What's up? We talk about sports in a different way. We usually do it in a jokey way, and sometimes we don't talk about sports. Uh, Share right. the show. Rate five stars. Okay, Jake. So before we move on to your top 10 list, I'm just looking at like NFL stuff really quickly about anything else that could be needed. The Ravens won again somehow. To your point, Titans have lost three or four in a row now, but they are still guaranteed essentially to make the playoffs, so they do not care. The Bengals are good. What? Brock Purdy. (laughs) (laughs) You said that so angrily. You're shouting at me. Um, Brock Purdy. uh, First player in NFL history, first quarterback in NFL history to defeat Tom Brady. In his first career start, people have been running with that stat. And I, I don't know how many others there have been who have qualified for the stat, uh, but congratulations to Brock Purdy, I guess. Dude, that list of names, there's like seven names, but that list, incredible. Tyrod Taylor. I didn't see the list. <laughs> Tyrod Taylor, Jake Locker, uh, <laughs> just. A who's who of who are you? Just not a good quarterback on the list, by the way. Not there are no perennial starters on that list. Jake Locker was the one I was like, oh my god, Jake Locker. Yeah. Hey, he (laughs) forgot about you. Between Jake Locker and Zach Mettenberger, I believe was his last name. The Titans had some uh, guys with a lot of high potential, and then Ryan Tannehill came along and somehow is kind of just as good, but you know, he's got the long, he's a long-term answer. Um, my favorite Brock Purdy thing to come from this weekend was the Nick Saban story. Did you hear that? No. So Brock Purdy coming out of high school, I think he had injuries or something in high school. He ended up not really getting recruited anywhere. Uh, I think it was like Montana. He was recruited to Iowa state, obviously. And then Alabama gave him an offer. Uh, But Nick Saban told him basically, like, uh, you don't have a lot of stuff going for you. You're not that athletic. Like, you don't have good accuracy. You don't really have that good of a, like, arm power. And then uh, Brock Purdy essentially accused Nick Saban of not watching film and not really knowing anything about football this past weekend because his accuracy is the only thing he has. So that's why he instead... Instead of going to Alabama, he decided to go to Iowa State. Good choice, Brock. <laughs> Way to give it to him. You got him. You showed him. Yeah. Oh, my God. Imagine not picking Alabama for any reason. <laughs> like It's like that was the wrong choice. Uh, mm. Oh, man. Here's the list, Zach, of okay. players. Uh, there were six before him. Okay. In reverse chronological order, uh, Luke Falk of the Jets in 2019. Yeah. Yeah. EJ Manuel 
of Buffalo. Okay. What a name. Jake Locker, 2012, Tennessee. Washington's finest. Tyler Polko of the Kansas City Chiefs. Wow. Yeah. (laughs) Matt Flynn of the Green Bay Packers. Oh, Matty. And first on the list from 2004, Luke McCown. <laughs> wow. What a, this is a big moment. This is a list that Luke McCown's on that Josh is not on. Good By the way, love the idea of <laughs> this being the actual Brady Six. I, I I also like the idea of Brady just having a bunch of lists of six quarterbacks. We just refer right. to them all as the Brady six. The six who got yeah. picked before, the six he beat in their first game. I like to think that they're six he's selling in the supermarket. Like out right, and about. Of they're the yep. Brady six. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> quarterbacks who have all never thrown an interception against Tom Brady. I assume there's only six of them. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. That's funny. Uh, there has to be something else. Remind me this week if I don't have something. I'm going to find another Brady six. There has to be something else. Can't wait. Um, That's fun. Okay. Washington had a bye this past week and rose two spots in the standings. That's incredible. <laughs> That's really good. Big week for them. Um, Lions still have almost an impossible shot to make the playoffs, but I believe in my heart that they can. Um, They are sick. That tie between Washington and the Giants really fucks everything up. And they play again this week. And if they tie again this week, the Lions are like almost eliminated, I think, if they tie again. Oh, it's unbelievable. That and I'm rooting for a tie for Pittsburgh because at this point, I just need Tomlin to get to 500. I know. I know. He's three below right now. Let's see he, what their schedule is. He's got he can't lose another game. Right. Right. He's got the it's a fine schedule. He's got the Raiders or the Panthers, then the Raiders, uh Ravens, which will be tough, and then he ends with the Browns. So I mean the Ravens he could tie and then beat the other three. Yeah, for sure. I and, I have one NFL question, Zach, I want to ask. Not who will win it. But who should? Who should win the NFC South? There can only be one, and I I think I know the answer, but I want to hear if you have the same one. The NFC South is disgusting. It is offending. It is it hurts my feelings to look at. Okay, so I'll preface, I'll read it out. So for the people who don't know. NFC South. The Buccaneers lead at six and seven. The Carolina Panthers and Falcons are tied at in second with five and eight. And then the New Orleans Saints are last at four and nine. Still very much in uh, it. Very much in it. Who should win it? If they make a switch at quarterback, which it sounds like they're not going to do it this week, I think the Saints should win it. I think they deserve it. Whether it's Jameis or Taysom Hill, that would make me smile. However, I Falcons, I'm out on. I'm done. I mm. I love the Falcons. I love everything they've been doing. I love Artie Smith. Cordell Patterson is my MVP. But you can't take out Mariota. I knew They're switching with Ritter this year. Yeah. Bad move. Bad juju. I don't like it. And then the Panthers confuse me. How are they uh, in it? 
I'm in on the Panthers. I I want us to have to learn who plays for the Panthers. I want <laughs> I want sports media to tell me like Baker. No, he's gone. Cam? No, not for like a couple years. Is Jake Dale Holmes still there? I want us to like have to like Christian McCaffrey doesn't play though. Jesus Christ. I just want mm-hmm. mass confusion over Carolina. It's disgusting. PJ Walker in a dream. They fired their head coach weeks ago. And then they He has another job like already. Yeah, he's at Nebraska. That's Go better. Yeah. <laughs> it they I don't know how they won against the Seahawks last week. It doesn't make sense. Like, I didn't watch the game. I need to watch the game yet. Sam Darnold, they're back. He went 14 of 24 for 120 yards, and they won. It doesn't make sense. I don't I don't understand what they're doing. LaVisca Chenault was the leading receiver, Jake, with 31 yards. <laughs> the leading you rusher was a tie which I hate ties. It was tied between Chuba Hubbard and Deontay Foreman. And for some reason, Raheem Blackshear got a bunch of yards too. What are the Panthers? It makes no sense to me. You know, I love me some LaVisca Chenault. Mr. No first names. I know. I DJ Moore is their star wide receiver. Zero catches. Like, what are we doing? So mad about that time he took off his helmet. True. Unsportsmanlike. Can't do that. Leave it on. Nameless, faceless players out there. We don't want you to have a personality. Go to the sideline. That's it. Unless you're Marquise Goodwin. 95 yards at a touchdown. That's a big day. He's still in the league. Congratulations. That's <laughs> true. That's true. There is another wide receiver whose first name is Marquise. My brain's trying to think of. Who am I thinking of? Marquise Brown. That's who I'm thinking of. He's playing. He gets the luxury of catching passes from, oh my God, from Colt McCoy. You're, we're not watching the game. Guess who's the leading receiver for the Cardinals tonight under Colt McCoy's uh, leadership? Is it Marquise Brown? Speaking of Panthers, Robbie Anderson <laughs> is leading them <laughs> with 44. Where did he come from? Corey Colbert's on that team. Where did Corey Colbeck come from? What is the NFL this Is year? Anquan Bolden still on there? Is he adding depth to that team? I I think Larry Fitzgerald should be. I, 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 don't, I, don't, I don't know. Okay, Jake. This is enough about NFL. There's been too much. NFL is weird this year. I think it's about to get really fun, but mm-hmm. uh, it's been too much. So let's transition to a different fun topic. I heard you have a top 10 list for me or rankings this week. I do, Zach. It's a top 10. It's going to get meaty, folks. And listen, it's about wrestling. So don't go anywhere. <laughs> Stay there because <laughs> this list is meant for you. Because, Zach, talk about weird. Talk about fun. We've said it a few times throughout the year, and I I think this is going to be the segment. If you don't watch wrestling, or even if you do, Zach, I made this list for you because you've you've gotten more into it this year, but I think it's time to relive the weirdest year any sport has ever had, ever. (laughs) Professional wrestling this year went fucking nuts. And I've got the top top 10 stories of the year, Zach. From really quick, wrestling. this should be translated into an article for you, I think. I think this is going to be a good one. 
This is going to be a good one. I was thinking of end of the year stuff. I think this will become an article. And I might have to, by the way, change some things around or add stories because I guarantee I forgot some. <laughs> because <laughs> here's the honorable mention, Zach. These aren't on the list. Super quick. Miss uh, Vince McMahon's actual sexual assault allegations didn't crack the top 10. They led to something <laughs> that's on there. They, they didn't make it. By the way, included in that is the time that he came back onto TV screens and got a standing ovation from a crowd <laughs> in the midst of the allegations that later led to uh, his stepping down. So in cities, that, we're a family. That, <laughs> that's right. We're a family. That didn't make the list. WWE signing an active New Japan wrestling champion didn't make the list. He's wrestling for the right now. He has a belt from a different company. Uh, I'm frozen again, but I, I'm going to keep going. We're going to see if this works out. Uh, I think you're here. I think so. It was like flickering. I know. Got weird there. Okay. Um, we soldier through. I mean, yeah. Do, I mean, do you want to start? I, I dropped at the new, they signed an active new Japan something. We're going to start that. We're going to start there. They signed. Uh, an active New Japan champion. He holds a belt in that company, and he's wrestling for WWE, who famously doesn't have a working partnership with them. Um, okay. Uh, it's yeah. up in the air how much they knew about him signing before he did it. Interesting. So okay. he's wrestling for them. Also not on the list. William Regal leaves AEW to go to WWE after being released by them also this year to go and coach his son, who's wrestling for WWE right now. Wait, is William Regal back at WWE now? Yep, that happened this week. That happened this oh week. He uh, he hasn't officially taken up his new role in WWE yet, but he won't be able to come on TV probably for the whole year due his, uh -huh. to his contract. But um, backstage role he might already be in, and his son is actively wrestling on TV for NXT. I can already see the Eugene storyline getting played out with between him and William Regal's son. I can't wait. That that might be there, but we wouldn't have time for that this year, Zach. Just like we don't have time for New Japan and AEW putting on a show together. That's never happened. The two, uh, the second and third biggest promotion in the world putting on a show together. We don't have time for that. Uh, we don't have time for... Uh... This is so dumb. I make one Eugene joke and I get canceled. <laughs> what? Dude, Glenwood what City won't stop trapping you. Uh, I, I'm on Wi-Fi now. It won't happen anymore. I think. Okay. Okay. Well, continue with your list. This is stupid. New Japan and AEW, they had a show together. They have an official business partnership. That in any other year, top five story. Doesn't make our top ten list. Also, just out of the top 10, I had to make the cut somewhere. Triple H had a heart attack. He almost died. <laughs> that was this year. That was this year. That was beginning of this year. He had to step down from his role in WWE. I'm sure that's a decision that will last forever. Um, yeah. <laughs> but we don't have time to include it on the list, Act, because at number 10, <laughs> we have WWE in-ring going fucking nuts. Namely, we have a tie between... Brock Lesnar, all of Cowboy Brock was this year, uh, including wow. most notably 
him driving a tractor into the <laughs> ring and turning it on its side. And of course, that's tied with Johnny Knoxville <laughs> wrestling a match at WrestleMania and hitting a guy with a giant hand and using a giant mousetrap. Well, also, I'm not sure if this is a spoiler alert for something else on your list, but Stone Cold came back and fought. That's a spoiler, Zach. That's a spoiler, Sorry. but it's it's on there. But those, okay. I mean, think of the dumb stuff that happened this year. Logan Paul <laughs> wrestled in yeah. Saudi Arabia. Apparently <laughs> broke his leg in like seven places. All these dumb things. I mean, WWE kind of went balls to the wall with celebrity stuff this year. Uh, we have actually two more kind of celeb matches coming up. You hinted at one of them. So we'll keep moving. But, I mean, I don't know if Cowboy Brock's going to get the shine he deserves. But one hell of a year. Unbelievable year. What a uh, – it's – okay. I mean, we talked about this, I think. But this is my favorite version of Brock Lesnar. Is it yours? Um, I think uh, you weren't around for this bit, but I really loved the bit where he was just dominant, dominant, like right after he beat Taker's streak and like okay. all the way up until him randomly getting squashed by <laughs> Goldberg and then doing that sequence was fun. <laughs> um, but this is up there because he had such a good time. I will say I'm a little soured if they could have put the tractor stuff at mania and that was just it i would have liked it more i don't like that they had to do it again at SummerSlam after being like this is the story this is it because i loved that story i thought it was great and the tractor thing was incredible i just wish that mm -hmm. was all night um but they had to bring it back at SummerSlam because of other shit that happened on this list they had to give him his money uh, yeah. call him back out. So, but I, I loved it. I also think, um, I don't know if he's going to get remembered as like beloved by fans. And so I hope people go back and watch the reactions he was getting during this time. Cause it's mm -hmm. ridiculous. So good. Um, number nine, Zach and AEW one, uh, MJF, their current champion threatened to walk out of a show the day it was happening, uh, because he all year has been like threatening to leave for WWE. He wanted a release. Um, he missed a flight. He missed a fan show um, or like a fan autograph signing. That all happened uh, the night he was supposed to put a guy over. Um, so he almost like derailed an angle. He showed up. No one knew if he was going to be there. And then on the next AEW show, he like <laughs> in front of all the Turner executives dropped like eight F-bombs. Was, wasn't on TV for like six months. No one knew if it was real or not. Um, but the the MJS stuff is going to get forgotten about in AEW, but it was such – I had to put it on the list because such a big chunk of the year was like, how much of that is real? Is he actually gone? Is he actually here? Um, it just so happens the night that we figured out he was coming back was the night that some real shit hit the fan at AEW, so people kind of forgot about it. Um but but that in a nutshell of like there were just days of like people were like, is he going to the show? People seeing him in a different city like that was just crazy. Really quick, one of my favorite things about wrestling and people who maybe are like on the border of getting into wrestling, the, like one of my favorite things is that when shit like that happens, you never know if it's real. Like everyone wants to know if it's a gimmick, if it's a bit. Like, what are they doing? Is this actually happening? That's my favorite, and that's why wrestling is super fun. 
So fun. And by the way, it was both. Like, that is true. His contract <laughs> yeah. is up in 2024. He wanted more money. Like, part of it was, by the way, he was having a real feud on TV where he was like, CM Punk has been here three months and he's making 10 times as much money as I am. When I've main evented all these shows, what the fuck is up with that? By the way, had some merit to it. And it ended up kind of showing its face. So I, I do love that. I think it showed up with this next one, Zach. And now we're getting into these next two entries are some of my personal favorites that I think are going to get totally forgotten about, but they were big news. Number eight, Zach, Shane McMahon is fired from WWE. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> tries to rewrite the Royal Rumble at the beginning of last year, reportedly to like put himself in a, a bigger light. He shows up, <laughs> uh, was reportedly trying to rewrite himself into WrestleMania. People were hating him backstage. He ends up getting released from his dad's company. Come on. That was, that was the worst thing that happened this year in wrestling, <laughs> by the way. If we're ranking that. Like, we should have known Vince was off his rocker at that point. Like, we can't be firing Shane McMahon. We know Shane knows what he's doing. Shane's electric. He is he's money, to be perfectly honest. Shane is the best. So, uh, well-earned spot on this list. Hope you come back soon, Shane. I just, this is why this year is nuts. In the moment, it was crazy and it was wild. And what everyone said at the time was, I guess it doesn't really matter because he was never going to take over anyway. And right. <laughs> it became so important in like two months. It was like, well, don't have to worry about him somewhere on the food chain. Like if he yeah. had just hung on, who the fuck knows what would have happened? So it, yeah, it became more important. Zach and this one, literally any other year would have been one or two. It sits at seven. Jeff Hardy is arrested for DUI. <laughs> He uh, has had a history. This one is funny only in the scope of like, it was such big news. How are we mm -hmm. now talking about it? Um, real life alcohol and drug issues. He fell off the wagon, was released from WWE. That happened this year. Uh, he fell off the wagon, but did a flip and landed on his feet. So <laughs> it was fine. Um, yeah, it's cool. But yeah, but WWE released him because they were like, you are not going to rehab. You might be drinking again. He's like, no, no way. I wouldn't do that. Drove drunk, got arrested. Hasn't been on AEW since, but has been rumored to return soon. So keep an eye out for that. Um, and by the way, while he was back in AEW, it was also making headlines of people being like, Jeff, stop doing this. It's uncomfortable to watch you land on your mm -hmm. back. <laughs> like, please stop almost killing yourself so i'm yeah. i mean jeff hardy and his mental state and like whether or not that was the right thing to do is an interesting canary in the coal mine of aw decision making um mm -hmm. but it's also just like how is this guy still going yeah i think possibly uh drugs and alcohol is the answer so uh, take one away, you might take Jeff Hardy away. Do you want that on your hands, wrestling fans? Like, which one do you want to see more? You know, that's right. Um, and speaking of it's things, wrestling it's the fans, Josh Gordon situation. Everyone's like, right. Josh Gordon needs to get clean. He got clean. Oh wow, Josh Gordon sucks at football. Now we're like, Josh, pick up the bottle again. Everyone wants that we remember Flash Gordon. I'm just saying, don't be careful what you wish for. That's all I'm saying. 
That's right. soon, That's Jeff. Right. Oh, by the way, Jeff Gordon. Uh, is that was that his name? Jeff Gordon. J- Josh Gordon. Josh Gordon. Jeff Gordon, race car driver. Josh Gordon's got to be mad at Antonio Brown for definitely like ripping off his gimmick, right? Immediately oh, after sure. he did it. Yeah. Um, remember, like Josh Gordon had such a problem. He was uh, he was terrible. Worst thing he did: smoke some weed and drink. <laughs> Here comes AB. Yeah, no kidding. Zach, we get on to a lighter note now. It's tied into some other things, but I thought it needed a high spot on the list because it's literally talking about people. It's like, well, they're never going to be in WWE again. Number six, we've got the re- the many returns in the Triple H era, uh, notably Bray Wyatt, who said he was done with wrestling. Uh, Ronda Rousey's come back. Uh, we've gone like WWE lifers like Tegan Knox, Karrion Cross, Io Shirai, Dakota Kai, um, Hit Row, who got released in, in the year before WWE released 80 people. It seems like they've all come back, um, <laughs> since Triple H returned. Um, Braun Strowman came back, he was a huge name. Bray Wyatt is definitely the biggest of the bunch, a guy who, like, two years ago was the biggest name in the industry, was somehow released in all of this. Um, but not only that news, but I think the news of, if you are a wrestling fan, immediately it was all of the people suddenly in AEW going, I want out of my contract. Like the, the shoe was Mm. firmly on the other foot of now it is constant rumors of people in AEW who are unhappy. Regal is the latest example of this, who, if I had known that Triple H was going to be in charge. I don't think if I would have ever came here because he was my boss in NXT and I really love him. Um, But those are all names that weren't wrestling for WWE in the last year. uh, And suddenly they're all back somehow. Is Ronda Ronda's return tied to Triple H being in charge, you think? Or no? Yes and no. She would have came back anyway. I don't know if she'd still be around. Um, Why is she still around? If she, like, everything I hear is like, she's not trying. She doesn't like the booking. She does, like, does she like it? I don't understand what she's doing. I think she must like it to some extent. I think some of it is money for sure. She is the highest paid women on the roster. Um, uh, and for a while, was like one of the highest paid people, period. Um, she's booked really strong. She's used prominently. Um, her main thing has always been um, she, in the realm she's from, doesn't understand people not cheering for her. Like, that's always been mm-hmm. the thing. She likes it. I just think she doesn't get why people don't see her as a baby face. Like, I think for her, yeah. she's like, this is a thing I do for fun, but I'm still me. So the reaction she gets, I think she takes personally. Like, I think sure. that's part of it for her. She's like, I'm not playing a character. So when you boo me, you are booing like me. And so I think for the, you know, certainly at the time, the most popular women's uh, UFC athlete, and maybe at the time she was just the most popular UFC athlete for a little bit. Um, I think that reaction is weird to her, especially when, don't get me wrong. I'm sure there's a layer. This is me projecting, but it's been talked about. I'm sure there's a layer of she could real life kill people. And for oh, a group yeah. of fans who can't even do the fake wrestling to be like, you're not very good at this. I'm sure yeah. that sucks in a realm of itself of like, 
the fuck you mean I'm not good at this? Like, I can do the real thing. And everyone's like, oh, I wish you fake wrestled better. Um, so I think there's a layer of it to that. But that's the interesting complex of, like, Triple H now is in a realm of, like, some of the people back, like, I think that's a story in of itself of, like, some of the people here, he didn't want here. Like, he kind of came in, so it's that weird limbo of, like, how does he get to a place where it's the people he really supports and likes up top versus maybe people who preceded him or he didn't really choose to bring in? Ronda is probably at the top of that list. Sure. Okay. Um, but, but all of those returns, and, and I think it's going to get lost in the shuffle, but all of the lead up to Bray Wyatt's return was a huge social media thing. So I think that deserves a very high spot on the list. And Zach – I'm going to tell you now, this top five, each for sure would have been the top wrestling story any other year. It's incredible. Number five, Zach, Vince McMahon wrestled at WrestleMania. Not only did he wrestle, but he wrestled Pat McAfee. <laughs> what a wild sentence. Uh, he is – he looked weird, man. <laughs> like, I, don't, I don't even know. Like, Did he look impressive in terms of like, physical – He's ripped, um, but I feel like in the wrong places. It, it just looked weird. He was physically, he looked physically impressive. By the way, he won. People can forget <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah. But he went out on top. Um, but yeah, he won that match. The weirdness of it, though, is like McAfee had this huge WrestleMania match, and then suddenly he was wrestling Vince McMahon. Right. Who, yeah. And took it away from him. Really weird. And then he won. And then he was getting stunnered by Stone Cold. The worst stunner of all time. Worst stunner of all time. But it, it was so fun. But like I like that I think is maybe my most underrated story of the year of like he's in his fucking 80s. Like, why is he wrestling? Yeah, I mean, yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot. Like it truly felt like even like if you go back and just watch that stunner, like I was nervous he was going to die. <laughs> it looked like he was about to die. Well, Pat uh, looked scared the whole time, uh, which kind of yeah. added to it. Um, number four, Zach. Cody Rhodes, one of the founders of AEW, jumped ship to WWE due to creative differences. Uh, it doesn't crack the top three some fucking how this year, but uh, – He's a guy who literally started that company. He was the face of it. Um, he ended up uh, a pretty costly decision early on. He decided to lose a match that meant he couldn't challenge for the title. And that kind of ended up in storyline and out of storyline, like pushed him out of the like creative center of the company. So it just kind of put him in a weird spot where it's like, we can't really push you without turning a heel. He didn't want to be a heel. Um, so he gets paid buku bucks to go back to a place that for literally a decade he's been shit talking he's been threatening he's been wishing death on vince mcmahon and triple h uh and he he was fired from there his dad was mistreated by the company and all is forgiven for a lot of money and he came back and this in a nutshell to your point about ronda rousey's act triple h didn't bring him back right uh he has actually had more beef with Triple H than Vince McMahon. Um, but Vince brought him in, and he's only wrestled under Vince McMahon. 
he somehow missed mm-hmm. the whole portion after Vince left. So I'm very interested. And wrapped into all of this, Zach, he also wrestled a Hell in a Cell match with a bruised pectoral muscle that made him look like he'd been shot by a cannon. Torn pec. Yeah. Torn pec. Yeah. Whole chest was black and blue. Yeah, that was nasty. That was wild. Um, do you do you know if ever or currently Cody Rhodes is part of the AEW ownership group? Um, yes. Like still is? No, was. Was, okay. That would be yeah. That'd be interesting if they would have let him, you know, still be a part of that while being a WWE. That could have been like massive in terms of business. Yes, he was an owner, founder, and uh, executive vice president of business operations. And that all dissolved when he left. Gotcha. Now, Goldust is still there. Still the leader. Like, took over the ownership shares, probably. (laughs) No, not involved. I just want him at like business meetings in full makeup. (laughs) He wrestled for the first time in like three months, by the way. Um, yeah. what a weird time for Dustin Rhodes. Like, what a, <laughs> yeah. what a weird year. Like, just everyone around you going nuts, and you're like, I kind of like it here. I don't really like right. want to leave. Um, it's Cody. Yeah, no one talks about him. Uh, I, I mean, I think that's, and, and also, like, there is going to be an article coming out. The first one I'm working on, this will be one. I, the first one I'm working on is most likely winners of the Rumble. Cody's on there, but there was a time where it's like that was gonna be what happened. And so, like that story and him coming in, he kind of saved Raw's ratings for a bit. Like before yeah. everything, everything went down. Raw was tanking, AEW was rising, and then Cody just showed up at WrestleMania somehow. Um, that's the other part. Not only did he leave, he like took two months and he was there. Right. Right. Um, it was such a, think- a huge moment. Like you said, he hasn't wrestled under Triple H and he has some animosity with him. Do you think it's not a given that he's going to get his way back into like the you know, championship conversation? I think there's no doubt it will take longer than it would have if Triple H wasn't in charge. Because I think it was Vince McMahon. They just go back to the plan. Like he'd come back. The last time he wrestled, he had a torn pet. Like I think you <laughs> could make the argument he should come back. And get that win. Like, if he somehow, by the way, miraculously is good to go for the Rumble, like everyone's talking about, it, like it's going to happen, that's a really quick recovery time. So it's sure. like that would be incredible. Um, that's not going to happen because one, the Sami Zayn story and, and Rock stuff has taken on a life of its own. Um, but also, I just don't think it's Triple H's priority. I would say that. Given the reactions Cody was getting, Triple H has been shown to be very smart. Like, he's on record. Like, he, when he was in WWE, hated CM Punk and was one of the ones who was like, we should keep him. Like, he's he's willing to work with people he doesn't get along with. I don't think it will stop Cody from getting there, but I just don't think he'll prioritize him like Vince would have. Sure. Um, gotcha. for Vince, I think he would have been driven by spite of like, I want AEW's yeah. guy to be our champion as fast as possible. Um, right, for sure. so 
I, I think that is interesting. And speaking of Vince-related things, Zach, number three, Stone Cold Steve Austin wrestles his first match in nearly two decades. Uh, somehow not the top story of the year, Zach. First time since 2001, actually. So, Really? Uh, 2003, 2003. Sorry, it's like it's 21 or, or uh, uh, Still. 19. But yes, so wow. <laughs> it's been that long. Um, out with a neck injury a couple years ago, suddenly he's like, he gets a weird okay. They're like, you could do it again without dying. Uh, <laughs> and he, he chooses not to. And then I think it's, I loved the build to this because all of a sudden we're like we're getting a talk show with yeah. stone cold like he's the host and then it was like it's gonna be the main event <laughs> so that feels weird like is he gonna just fight him and then like it was weird because i think like we you and i watched that show and i think we were both like he can't not wrestle him but there mm -hmm. was enough doubt to be like i don't know if this is gonna be like a match Right or something, and I'm not gonna lie, it might be my match of the year. Like for just it's pure great. fun, like it was so good, and he rode on his stupid four wheeler with yeah. <laughs> while holding Kevin Owens' waist. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yes, that was very funny. He stopped a butthole in him. It was incredible. It was so good. It was a shame they couldn't get JR from AEW to call it. That would have been like the only thing it was missing. But yeah, it was so good. Like it was a good match. Um, and just truly like wrestling, to your point earlier, I think between being real and fake, the other thing is like storyline wise, truly nothing ever ends. <laughs> Time is a yeah. bad circle, Luke Rever. Um, and anything's <laughs> possible. Like somehow that was like on the list of like, it's never, ever happening. He's never having another match wrong. He's having it against Kevin Owens for some reason, who for about three mm -hmm. months was like, Texas sucks. I hate Texas. That was the build was just his animosity for a state. Um, and it was so great. Like his, like, I also remember one of my favorite quotes of the year from you was <laughs> he's wearing his knee brace. It has to be real. That's my of course, yeah. He's not wearing his knee brace as far as interview. <laughs> it's so good. So that's number three, and these two could have gone either way, but I think number one has to be number one. So number two, Zach, is CM Punk less than a year of being signed to AEW and being the largest. So that CM Punk and AEW happened this year. <laughs> he returns to wrestling. After he a came seven back this year, year too. Um, he he knows that it was within a year. It was within a year. It might have been though, okay. just on the other side of 2021. Okay, still. Um, but it was less than it was like ten months from each other. So I think it was separated by December. But um, still, it's less than a year from each other. He comes in, he becomes champion. He loses his fucking mind. He has a press conference where he, the whole time, these are all real things that happens. In a press conference, he's eating mu muffins. He won't yeah. stop eating these muffins. He's next to the owner of the company, and he's 
bad talking everyone in the back. He's calling them children, insolent children that he has to work with. Bad talking him to the press, ironically. Um, he's bad talking guy he had a beef with 20 years ago, who's never on TV in Cabana, who reportedly was going to be released at his request, or at least to keep him like happy, whether he requested mm -hmm. it or not. Um, he goes off on this tirade after just winning the title uh, in a press conference. He is then confronted backstage by the elite in AEW, who, as a reminder, are executive vice presidents of the company. Uh, they, depending on the report, storm in, kick in the door, uh, just walk into his locker room. One thing leads to another. Uh, they fight each other. CM Punk's friend bites Kenny Omega. There's a dog that they <laughs> <laughs> reportedly saved from this fight. They yeah. brawl with each other. And then suddenly the executive vice presidents and biggest stars of the company alongside Punk are all suspended. Punk has since never come off suspension. The elite have returned. Uh, this news story has seemingly rebroke every week for the last four months with like a new layer and Punk now wanting a release, but it seems the like last stop on it is he wants them to get rid of the non-compete clause um, because he was signed up for like four more years. Of course, the reports with that is there's no company that can afford him besides WWE. So is he wanting to come back after leaving in the same boat? Um, within a year of calling them the devil on TV for another <laughs> company. Um, and by the way, that all happened the same night that MJF returned. And he ruined that storyline because it was supposed to be against Punk. Um, so... All of that happens, Zach, and it literally dominated the world of wrestling, and it, and it just can't be our top story. <laughs> what What is it, Jake? Our top story, Zach, is hell froze over. The Lions won the Super Bowl. Chickens <laughs> fly. Pigs can run. Vince McMahon steps down as the head of WWE. Uh, he is still, let, let the asterisks be shown, he's still making money off the company. He's got yeah. a, like a margin share, but he's no longer the majority owner. He does not run business operations. He's not the head of WWE creative. He has no business function in the company. This is off the back of sexual uh, harassment scandals. Um paying money out of the company margins to women to keep them quiet, um, reportedly not living with his life, Linda, for about 10 years. I'm sure she's still in the wheelchair waiting to get up. Getting Absolutely. Mad at him. <laughs> but yeah. um, this story, like I think we talked on the show. There are episodes of us of like, will the other shoe drop? Like how bad is this going to get? But it just like kept coming. Like more mm -hmm. and more money like hundreds of millions of dollars in hush payments. Um, like I said, in the middle of that, he's on TV <laughs> getting cheered yeah. out of his mind, being like WD, then now forever. Um, finally, they decide like it's a good idea for you to step down. And wildest of all, about a week earlier, Stephanie McMahon had announced she was going to be stepping down from her role in the company um, mm -hmm. because she wasn't, Ever two years ago, it looked like her and Triple H were ready to take over. 
reportedly Vince caught wind of that and didn't like how popular they were becoming. So he like squashed that power in the company. Uh, and so, and, and reports this year were that he was actively either trying to sell the company or give lineage of it to Nick Khan, who's not related to him at all. So there was legitimate, like, they're not going to be involved in this company at all. Instead, he's out. And within the same year that both Triple H and Stephanie vacate their positions, um, they are now running the company. She is the head business executive. Triple H is head creative um, after having a heart attack. Um, (laughs) And now Triple H is in charge. And somehow before he died, Vince McMahon isn't in charge of WWE. It's it, it, it's, hap- it's it kind of happened really fast, but it, to your point, it also kind of was like, like drawn out over <laughs> so long, probably months and now. Yeah, that was wild. It's and truly like yes, it's at, on one hand. One company, right? Like, and one owner, basically the creator. All of a sudden, now he's passing it on to his son-in-law and daughter. Like, that doesn't seem like a massive story. We talked about this, I think, during while it was happening. Like, just how big the WWE is compared to like NFL franchises and stuff like that. This is a massive, massive, massive thing. And then, truly, him stepping down changes the professional wrestling industry as completely. Uh, mm-hmm. obviously to your point you just talked about how AEW wrestlers who were cut from the WWE oh. or left the WWE never wanting to return all of a sudden want to come back um, just everything has changed and I think a lot of people who don't watch professional wrestling or aren't familiar uh, would be surprised at how big this industry is compared to other sports yeah. and like like if you just switch the name WWE with less, even like NHL which I'm pretty confident the WWE is bigger than. Like, yeah. uh, it would be insanely massive news. So, yeah, this is, this was a massive deal for the sports industry as a whole. It's worth it's worth thinking of that w- whether you like it or not, which you probably shouldn't like it. WWE made five hundred million dollars alone from their deal with Saudi Arabia. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Like that, that's like one deal for two shows a year. By the way, they have another deal in the works with them. So, um, <laughs> yeah, blood money never rests, you know? Um, but I, I do think that I think those have to be one too, because if you're not into wrestling and yeah. you're still listening, first, thank you. But even if you are, I think this needs to be stated. It was such, to use wrestling terms, a double turn of. I don't think you it will be comprehended in, in hindsight how hated WWE was and how beloved AEW was a week before this shit happened. Which, by the sure. way, punk stuff happened like a month after Triple H was announced to take over. So WWE became an all-time high for fan popularity because one, intrigue. Two, whether you liked Vince or not the allegation stuff and just where he was at, like the product wasn't as good for a lot of people, especially on a weekly basis. Also new guy in charge just makes weekly TV more interesting. So yeah, WWE suddenly skyrockets uh, triple H when he was running NXT was incredibly popular in, on the internet community. So everyone's like, 
man, maybe they're going to treat people right now. Like this seems like a good guy. As that perception's growing, <laughs> AEW literally has the worst handling of talent they could have possibly had. Their number one draw, literal champion, is fighting their other most popular talent backstage. They're biting each other. He's saying terrible dog. things about the company. The press conference is almost worse than the fight because the press oh, conference sure. is him yeah. just saying terrible, awful things about his own coworkers and company. While eating muffins. While eating muffins aggressively. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it was such a switch of like, oh, this is the, the bullshit company that doesn't care what people think and doesn't treat people right. And that happened immediately. And Triple H was like, hey, if you want to come work, we're here, baby boy. He's posting. Like, this is going to get lost in the shuffle, but the Regal stuff. During NXT, or uh, when during, when he was in NXT, Regal always announced war games. It's a big meme on the internet of him just yelling, war games. So <laughs> before Survivor Series war games this year, Triple H does something Vince never would have done and tweets out, it's not the same without this guy, and it's William Regal. And Tony gotcha. Khan loses it, and a week later, Regal's out. Like that, wow. like he is planting the seeds, man. Like Triple H, unlike Vince anymore. Vince, by the way, because this is also part of it. Pick any like Vince McMahon no longer being charged the company is uncomparable to any other sport because he's like the founder of what that currently is. The closest thing I can think of is Jerry Jones having to sell the Cowboys, but that's not big enough because um, he's so encompassing. He made that sport what it is so popular. He was in touch. Not anymore. He just didn't give a shit what <laughs> fans thought because he was like, I know better. They'll come mm -hmm. around, which, by the way, he was usually right. But um, right. Triple H is like actively listening to folks. So it's like that weird turn of like, where we are now is so different than where we were a year ago because somehow Vince McMahon leaving may have absolutely screwed AEW over more than anything he could have done while running the company. Like they were on trajectory yeah. to catch WWE in terms of TV ratings. And that's, it's just never going to happen now. No, no, no. But. Yeah, I mean, AEW was really calculating all the moves they were making and everything they were trying to do to compete with the WWE. And truly, like, what is the most unpredictable event that you cannot plan for? And that's Vince McMahon stepping down from the WWE. Like, that's truly hell froze over. Like, during it, I, I'm, I'm sure, I don't remember my take, but I, I'm sure I said there's no way Vince is stepping down. Vince is going to work this. He's going to work through this, and he's going to make it a bit. I'm, I'm guessing that's where my mind went. We did that's say that. And that, to your point, is how, like, suddenly it was like they're meeting today, and then it was real. And then he was out, and Triple H yeah. had to plan a show for that weekend. <laughs> so yeah. Brock Lesnar quit and then unquit in the same <laughs> episode of SmackDown. Like, that yeah. happened so fast. But, but, okay, I don't want that to get lost to time. Brock Lesnar saying, if he goes, I go with, and then being talked in for an extra million dollars is going to be my favorite story ever. And a tractor. And a tractor. Hey, we've got big plans, man. Come back. <laughs> Come it's back, totally like, Brock, the thing you've been pitching every single pay-per-view for the past five years let's do it bud let's 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 break her out 
I like the idea of him ranting at Triple H as Triple H just nods and goes, mm-hmm, and he's like doodling in a book and Brock's like, why do I feel like you're not listening to me? And he just holds up a picture of a John Deere and he's like, you wouldn't. He's like, it's back here, buddy. It's... I'll let you jump off the bucket and everything. I'll let you pick up the ring. <laughs> you mean it? Can we play International Harvester while it's happening? No, but Flurry Sports will edit it in later. Um, <laughs> what a good video. Um, we're, it, It's probably not top 10, but it wasn't honorable mentions, so I bring this up. Where do you think the Sasha Banks and oh God, whoever take team thing ranks? It's got to be on there. I missed it. It's got to be top 10. Um, it's a, I forgot about it. I knew I was going to miss something. Um, cause that literally happened right before the Vince McMahon stuff happened. Cause it was also yeah. like a last in hindsight, it was maybe the straw that broke the camel's back because they announced they were going to have a match. And then that same night they had their announcers come out and be like, dude, they're in <laughs> unprofessional <laughs> behavior. They're not yeah. here anymore. They went to Vince. They they said that they want they were promised better. He said take a hike, um, and they leave two weeks before he's gone. And uh, Sasha Banks apparently is never coming back. She's announced for a, a match at New Japan. She said as much. I would say she'll be back for sure at some point. Who knows? Um, but I'm surprised neither one of them is back yet. But I think that would indicate that they were just mad at the whole system. But like, mm-hmm. it it's what it has to be up there because I mean that involved like John Laurinaitis, who was implicated in all of those <laughs> sexual harassment scandals. Um, he apparently was one of the ones who told them to take a hike. Like it's it's bad. They were champions and they walked out with the belts. Um, so that's got to be top ten. Interesting. Yeah, I didn't like it was big because I was watching the show and it was big on Twitter. I had no idea when, like in terms of other things, how big that was. But Sasha Banks, it it loses some of its bigness because they weren't being I think sometimes in the most recent Vince McMahon years when people left. WWE kind of got away with it because they were using those people so badly that people were like, ah, who needs them? They were just doing this dumb tag team champion thing. But Sasha Banks is Trish Stratus. Like her and her and Charlotte Flair have been the two biggest. Becky Lynch has taken over that spot, but she is like Lita and Trish and China levels of popular um, for their women's wrestling. Um, By the way, Trish Stratus also came back, didn't she, for a sec? (laughs) She did. (laughs) She did come back. Edge wrestled this year. Um... (laughs) Uh, Ric Flair didn't make the cut. He had his last match. He also faked a heart attack in it. Um, was, did, I mean, Undertaker was put into the Hall of Fame. Did he wrestle this year? He didn't. He didn't. I'm going to go out on a limb and say he did not wrestle. Um, I don't think he wrestled. Um. Gable Stevenson, I think, debuted three times. <laughs> he did. He did. By the way, there's odds for him to win the Royal Rumble. And I hope he does. <laughs> and that does nothing with it. Um, they had a show in Europe. Tyson Fury knocked a guy out and then sang uh, 
his favorite America. song. Yeah. <laughs> yep. It's good. And then all the in-ring stuff, like Roman Reigns isn't anywhere on the list, but he's been a pretty big story all year. Awesome theory. He, he lost a name and gained it back, I think. That's pretty big. Well, everyone gained their names back. That's part of the story. Everyone suddenly got, they all had full names again. It was incredible. Yeah. Hey. They were locked away in Vince's closet. It's true. Um, yeah. Big, big year for wrestling. Hopefully, we top it for obvious reasons. Uh, but hopefully, it's a good year. I can't um, take it. By the way, was it a good year for wrestling? I was thinking about that. Was it the worst year wrestling has ever had, or was it the best? I think it's the best. Like I, I don't subscribe to the any news is good news thing or any yeah. you know something like that. But I mean, I thought it was a great year for wrestling because I think people really have it re-energized a lot of like my uh, market. I would say. People, I think so. Watch wrestling have come. It also energized my market because we couldn't stop yeah. watching wrestling well, news. That's true. Well, <laughs> even like McAfee coming, like becoming more of a wrestler, Logan Paul obviously becoming a wrestler. I think there's been a lot of growth in terms of like wrestling. For sure. I have no idea who the best celeb who wrestled this year was. That's going to be a tight category. I'm going to say now, I, I think that. It's when I make our list of Flurry Sports top wrestling matches of the year. I don't know how it's not my number one. We're gonna try, we're gonna try and so see fun. if something passes it, but it might be the most fun match. I thought that had to be on the top ten somewhere because I'm just like, it was incredible. It's so, we man body slammed a guy. Yeah. <laughs> That was the biggest thing I've seen since Hulk Hogan body slamming on slamming Andre the Giant. And by the way, proportion-wise, it was the same thing. It is just as impressive what We Man did, and we could not overstate that. And this is maybe weeks after We Man was put through a table by Brock Lesnar. Uh-huh. Like, like, there's a lot of things going on here. We can't understand how epic that was. We Man was a guy who used to get paid for kicking himself in the face. Now he is body slamming people at WrestleMania. That's huge. That's huge for him. Oh, it was so good. Johnny Knoxville in the Rumble was within the last year. It's it's all good, man. That was so incredible. The fireworks spot still might be my favorite wrestling spot of all time. So good. Uh, and I've said it on the show before, but we'll, I'll end with this unless there's anything else you want to talk about. Favorite wrestling story of the year in the midst of all that drama is WWE officials and Vince McMahon freaking out backstage because the mousetrap didn't work and they were calculating what they needed to do to end the match because Johnny's not going to know how to call on the fly. Oops, never mind. He just got a concussion because he was the only one willing to take that bump. I just love the idea of the whole backstage being like, he can't set it off. He'll get hit. And it just never occurred to Johnny. Johnny's yeah. just like, guess I'm going to get hit in the face with this mousetrap. That's mm-hmm. fine. Damn right. He was the um, man for the job. The only one who could get yeah. it done. Also, best camera shot of the year. Somehow not seeing that giant-ass hand the whole match. Incredible. It got me. <laughs> I felt like I was <laughs> slapped with it, too. Only thing more surprising was Tyson Fury somehow coming out of the crowd to knock out Austin Fury. 
Bailey showed him 20 times during the whole thing. Like, <laughs> I'm, I'm like, Austin Theory's doing sitting. something. He was somehow sitting in four different spots. Yes, he was. He kept moving Stone around. Cold's brother drank with him at WrestleMania. What a year. <laughs> we were like, that, that random big. guy. He's a random guy that looks like Stone Cold. Oh. It's his brother. Uh, yeah, honestly, if you are the fans of getting into wrestling or if you're an old wrestling fan, Johnny hop Maxwell. aboard. I feel like Jake does a good job at introducing or like giving you very like digestible entry-level things. Because wrestling, mm-hmm. at its core, is just fun. And we yeah. obviously like to play the whole game of uh, every sport is essentially just professional wrestling with all the storylines. So with the NFL becoming more storyline-driven, uh, WWE is very – it's an easy uh, you know, transition to it, I would say. Here's what you need to do. Maybe this will be an article too. Last thought. Three matches. If you want to get into wrestling and you like dumb stuff, you watch Johnny Knox or just fun. You like fun. Watch Johnny Knoxville versus Sami Zayn. If you like moments and things that can't possibly be real, but it's good storytelling, watch Cody Rhodes and his purple nipple versus Seth Rollins. And if you like athletic like it looks like it's real you think it you're gonna feel like it's too fake um go ahead and watch walter versus sheamus at clash at the castle because they literally actually beat the shit out of each other they're just big men hitting each other as hard as they can for about 20 minutes they sure are Give us a five-star review. Share the show. You cannot vote for any awards because the voting is closed. Our bad. Best in the Valley. Possibly. Hey, if we get third, I'm just going to say we won because we could have won. Uh, but we will let you know. I think we don't even find out the awards for like months from now. So, I mean, we're going to forget about <laughs> Incredible. that. Incredible. Is that true? <laughs> I think it's like February. Like, we're going to forget about it. We're going to win and not even know. We're going to find out um, by the next time we're nominated. Probably, probably like reigning champion, Flurry Sports. Um, but yeah, we will be back next week. Uh, probably a bunch of football stuff to talk about. Uh, also, really quick, get well soon, Mike Leach. Hopefully, he's fine. That that sucks. Mike Leach is a legend. He's the dude. Uh, but yeah, we will be back next week. Goodbye. <laughs>